Welcome to the Primal Path Podcast. We chat with our tribe to build a stronger connection through our native ways of communication. Learn about our coaches, clients, gym programming, and hear from our local businesses and find out about the latest happenings. Food's been around a lot longer than 50 years, but food tracking has been around for about 50 years, I'd say, in general. Yeah, yeah. In general. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about track how tracking food is not the normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you got our newsletter, you could read all about that stuff. Um, and I figure we can talk a little bit more and discuss it with Nadine, since she is the guru of Primal Path on nutrition. And we're going to tell you why, uh, why tracking food is not the normal. Uh, in general, we've been eating food for thousands of years, mm-hmm. and we've never had to track food ever in the history of life. And now we track food with more nutrition coaches, more diet plans, and diet fads, and we have the highest rate of obesity mm-hmm. as well. So what is the issue, Nadine? How is it possible that tracking food, which is supposed to help us out so much and, and show what we're burning and, and utilizing, how is it possible that with all this help, we are the fattest we've ever been? Um, I, th- I mean, I think a lot of it just kind of comes down to your relationship with food where people that are like overweight or obese or anything like that and they're trying to track their food, um, I mean, they probably don't have a good relationship with food too. And then that leads to kind of that diet mindset. And then if you have any type of diet mindset, I think I, I've said this a bunch of times, that any type of psychological deprivation of food is going to lead to just increased cravings and increased desire to eat. And it's going to make you more likely to overeat or binge eat or any of that stuff. Um, and I think that's like the case with a lot of people um, that end up being overweight or are always on a diet. People that have been on a diet, quote, like diet for like two years or something like that, um, trying to like lose weight and they're still overweight. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, I think a lot of it kind of does come down to your relationship with food just because there is so much put out about diet culture that you need to be on a certain diet plan or you need to eat this amount of food or you can't eat this and you can eat this and like this is bad and this is good and all this stuff um, that we just end up thinking so much more about food and overcomplicating it because it yes. really shouldn't be that complicated. It's really not and people try to overcomplicate it by trying all these different diets and like all these different types of macro breakdowns and like eliminating certain foods and stuff. And it's like, as long as, and I, I, I say this to my clients all the time too, and just people that I have conversations with is that your body knows how much food you should be eating on a given day. And people that have talked to me about, it probably heard me say this, but, um, but your body is like super smart. Your body knows how much food you, you burn in a day and it knows how much food it needs in a day. And that's not always going to be the same. And all we really need to do is listen to it and um, I think too, and this kind of comes back to like our primal ways and stuff when we were, before we even tracked food and when we're babies. And I like, I always think about too, when you're a baby, you are the most intuitive that you will probably ever be when it comes to food. You're gonna cry when you're hungry and you're gonna stop crying and eat when you get food and then you're gonna stop when you're full. And then you're gonna cry again when you're hungry. You're gonna then, drink the milk yeah, and you're, you're gonna, gonna yeah. fall asleep. Yeah, and like you're, but, like, but like you're not. But like even if you like overeat or something as a baby and you drink too much milk or something, you're not gonna be asking for more food until you're actually hungry. You're not really thinking about it. Um, but as we get older and like 
just diet culture and like everything that the media and society kind of puts out to you that about food and there's a lot of misinformation out there um, we just start overthinking things and we start just messing around with things too much and we start tracking our food too much or trying to restrict our food too much to the point that we just are not intuitive anymore and we don't know how to be intuitive and then that leads to so many issues which is overeating and under eating chronically and all that stuff yeah, you know, there's a million experts. Everyone is a freaking expert right now. Yeah. And if it's not an expert, there's an app that is the expert. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes down to it, no matter how good you're tracking your diet, no matter how good your nutrition coach is, or how good you follow something, the, there's still so many unknowns. Yeah. You don't yeah. actually know how many calories you ate you don't actually know how many calories you burned. You don't actually know those numbers. Yeah, and yeah. and the only thing we do know is how our body feels. Mm -hmm. How our body feels why we're, before we eat the food, why we're eating the food, how we feel afterwards. And at the same time, much as people don't want to discuss this, your number two tells a lot about your food that you're eating. Yeah, um, yeah. And paying attention to that is another thing too that you can add in, which we're not gonna go on all that stuff, but yeah. the, the, there, there's your body tells you tons of signs. Mm -hmm. And like you said, overcomplication of this is exactly what's happening. Mm -hmm. Food needs, you need to love food. Like yeah. I, I don't even mean you have to love food, yeah, but, but like, I mean yeah. like you should, you should be looking at it as like your gas tank on your vehicle mm -hmm. starts running on E, you're not going to the gas station, filling it to full, driving 10 minutes to another gas station, refilling it yeah, to full, yeah. and then keep on squeezing the handle yeah. so the gas is pouring out all yeah, over, know, right? right? Right, yeah, like, yeah. That, that's, like, that's what we're doing with food. Yeah. And, and it's because, well, I, I need it to be full. I need it, I need yeah, this, I need that. Like, yeah, and I think, I think too, because I like, I, I've like kind of run into this like a while ago kind of with myself where like I was almost like scared of being hungry and I feel like everyone, everyone also is in a caloric deficit all the time so they're hungry and they don't want to be hungry and the more you're in a caloric deficit and the more you restrict things the more you're not going to want to be hungry if that makes any sense you're constantly filling your gas tank yeah, for a quarter yeah. or less you're putting yeah. five dollars in at a time and yeah. then you're like i need to get to a gas station soon yeah. and you're having or that kind of anxiety like, or fear yeah. as if you are running on e or like just the more you kind of deprive yourself of food or like mess with your diet or the more you focus on your diet and all that stuff like Meaning the more you're trying to restrict your food or control what food you're eating or what types of foods you're eating The more you're gonna think about food the more you're gonna want to eat because you're thinking about food and You're probably gonna end up overeating when you have the option to on foods that you tell yourself you can't have and that's just the That's just the way it always ends up working in the cycle that you end up being in as you tell yourself You can't eat certain foods. You want that food even more. Okay Maybe you don't eat it for a little bit But eventually you're gonna end up eating it and overeating on it and it's just that's just the way that the cycle typically goes but I think that yeah I think people are just a lot of times almost like scared of being hungry that they end up just overfilling like you said overfilling their tank um yeah I, and that's that's the big thing is that when we start getting on these diet fads and these apps and all this other stuff yeah. you got to be like buying like almond flour you yeah. can't have white bread you need some magical bean and some ancient uh healing grain that's yeah. gluten like yeah. it's, you know what I think great like, if you could freaking afford that shit yeah. go ahead and buy it up all you want but 
you're creating more variables into your diet, which you were talking about. More variables are now gonna create more stress, and when you have more variables, it's harder to tell what things are working and what's not. So yeah. now we're wrapped around, well, what are the things that are working? Instead of, how is my body feeling? Mm -hmm. Guess what? Eat a piece of white bread. Mm -hmm. Eat a piece of white bread, go work out, and see how the body feels. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're gonna be like, you know what? I feel pretty darn good. White bread uh, is not really bad. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You you know it's the same thing at the you know I, t I talked with this with uh, a, a couple of our clients uh, I think last week and I was saying probably like I drink pretty much water that's you know water I get some freaking energy drinks here and there mm -hmm. but if in my house there is water when mm -hmm. you open my fridge that's it there's there's nothing else no drinks or anything like that. And that just makes it easy for me to make sure that I'm always drinking water when I'm thirsty. Um, but every once in a while, I throw a soda in there. And by like a soda, I mean like once or twice a year. Yeah. Um, and usually it's on a hot summer day where I've burned up a whole bunch of energy and my body's craving a soda. Why? Because my body knows that there's a buttload of sugar in that soda, yeah. which is a buttload of glucose, which is a buttload of carbohydrates, which is equal to energy, which yep. my body needs. Mm -hmm. So I could be like, nope, soda is bad and not take that soda. Or I could just buy a soda, have one. Now I feel awesome. It hit my taste buds. It hit my energy, uh, replenished my energy. It's fast processing through the body. I can continue working without eating a full meal feeling bloated because instead of a soda, I had to eat brown rice that has fiber and grains like yeah. and now the body yeah. has to take that extra energy to break down that fiber yeah which is great for burning calories but if you're looking for a quick pick-me-up brown rice isn't the immediate yeah. go-to yeah. on those type of things and if we start well i can't have that now we're prolonging and creating more starvation which is creating more of a calorie deficiency in our body and then like you're saying the cycle forever continues it yeah. needs yeah. you need to simplify yeah i think like and, and, and like you said, I think just people need to be focusing more on how they feel and focusing more on their metabolism than a number on the scale or how many carbs or protein or whatever they really need. Like those things are important if you really want to dial in your nutrition for a certain like physique goal or fitness goal or something like that. But if you're just an everyday person just trying to improve your, your nutrition for just general health, you don't need to be tracking your food. Like, like I said, your body is going to tell you what it needs and what it doesn't need and stuff like that. You just need to listen to it. And maybe in the beginning, you do want to keep a little bit of a food journal and just write stuff down so you can kind of see what your patterns are. Yeah. If you're overeating at certain times, if you're snacking a lot, I use like a picture food journal. Just so. Yeah, what app is that? So I use eight, A-T-E. Um, and I just take a picture of my food. And what I really like about it is, because I've been weaning myself off of tracking macros, it's something I've done for seven plus years, so I'm kind of weeding myself off of it. I still track a little bit, but um, what I mostly do is I'll take a picture of my food, and then I can put if it's either on path or off path, and usually, like, and what I like about that is it shows you overall the big picture of things if you're what, what percentage of the amount of time you're on path quote on path and what do you mean by on path so like, what, what does so that mean on path is just like for me on path just means that i'm listening to my body and i'm fueling it with like nutritious things i will like it really depends on the situation if i have like a beer or something i'll usually track that as off path 
that's just something that like I just want just because I want it. Yeah. Like entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. If I if I go out to eat, I'll still usually track that as on path because I'm getting normal food. If I like go and have a piece of cake just because I want a piece of cake or a brownie just because I want a piece of brownie or something like that, I'll put it as off path. But anything that is overall fueling my body well and I'm eating the amount of food that I want, if I like eat a massive meal, sometimes I'll put it as off path because it's probably a lot more than I really needed and I felt like really full after. Um, but I'll include on path as something that is a good portion size for me and overall it's like pretty nutritious and I'm eating because I need to eat food or just to fuel my body. And that's usually what I count as on path. Um, but it'll also ask you questions of how you felt when you ate the food, why did you eat it? Um, it'll ask you how you felt at the time that you ate it, how, like where you were when you ate it, were you sitting, were you standing, were you in the car? Um, if you ate it with anyone, it'll ask you a bunch of questions and it's meant to improve your mindfulness and your intuitiveness with eating. And I found that when I went off of tracking macros, my intuitive eating was just trash. I didn't know how to be intuitive anymore just because I had focused on tracking my food by numbers and meeting number goals for so long. And when I was doing those number goals, sometimes I was like, oh, I'm really not that hungry, but I have like this many carbs and this much protein and this much fat left in my day, so I need to eat something. And it was very helpful with helping me, helping me put on strength and being able to put on the weight the way that I wanted to because I wanted to gain a little bit of weight in a healthy way. Um, but I just felt after a while it just wasn't adding any value to my life. And if anything, it was kind of just like bringing me down in certain ways mentally. So that's what I kind of have been focusing on. I think that's a really good thing for a lot of people because you'll notice when you, when you first start doing something like that, and I noticed in the beginning, a lot of my, when it would ask me why I ate, a lot of the time I was putting it's time. I wasn't putting it was because I'm hungry. It was because it's time because I would always eat based on a schedule. Yeah, you're like, I, I would always be it's like, three hours. It's I have been to like, eat. Yeah, and I would always wait like three and a half to four hours. And once I got to that, I was like, okay, now I'm ready to eat. And I would be like thinking about food for the last hour because I was like, I'm hungry, but I have to wait to this amount of time. And when I started to get better at intuitive eating, I'm not really thinking about my food until my body starts giving me cues and be like, oh, wait, you're actually hungry. When I start getting those physical cues of like the emptiness in my stomach the like grumbling or yeah growling I guess in my stomach and and that stuff and my energy starts to dip and I start to feel a little bit lightheaded. then I'm like oh okay yeah I need to eat and I just notice now I start listening to those physical cues that my body is giving me versus just thinking about food and waiting for a time to eat and I think I think tracking in that way it would be really helpful for a lot of people because you're not focusing on numbers, you're focusing on how your body feels and if you need more food. And there are times where I like ate dinner and then an hour and a half later, I'm like, wow, I'm really hungry. And then I'll think about what I did. I'm like, well, I was a little bit more active today or I did this and this, or maybe I'm just a little bit more hungry. Maybe I under ate the day before. And now my body is like, hey, we, like, we don't have enough right now. So then I'll eat a little bit more. Sometimes I eat my dinner and I'll like, I usually eat something a little bit before I go to bed, even if it's something small. Um, but like, if I am really full, when I'm gonna go to bed, I don't really eat anything or I just eat something very small, like a rice cake or something. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's uh, yeah, it's a really good app. I know we discussed that in the past. You know, yeah. I also look at it too, is I, I think a lot of people get wrapped around like what they should be eating, like for mm -hmm. breakfast, for instance. Like if I, uh, I don't eat breakfast because I don't have a time to make eggs and yeah. hash browns and corned beef. Listen, 
wake up in the morning, yeah. pull a cucumber outside your fridge, to, yeah. chew on a cucumber, drink a small glass of orange juice, um, and have some oatmeal or something. Like it, yeah. it you literally you you put a banana in your it. system and a, yeah. a handful of nuts. Yeah, uh, yeah. Eat two scoops of peanut butter uh, or two tablespoons of peanut butter and some granola. Like you, you could just yeah. literally put a li you don't need a 400 yeah, to 600 yeah. calorie meal at breakfast. If you're a person who's not hungry in the morning, if you take a spoonful of something, guess what? You're putting some sort of calories in your mm -hmm. system and you're providing some sort of sustenance, even yeah. if it's a little bit. Like I, I think a lot of people think like it has to be this big yeah, it cooked yeah, meal, it but it, it doesn't. Like, yeah. grab a vegetable, grab something that has a, a yeah. fat in it, and and and, and some protein, like, and, and like it doesn't. You don't have yeah. to kill yourself all the time. I think like a good like quick thing like too, if you don't have time to like make a big breakfast, with most people don't have time to make a big breakfast in the morning. They're like trying to get ready to start their day and stuff. Unless you start work really late and you get up really early, um, most people aren't gonna have time to make this big big breakfast. But like. I think like like I mean what I have done in the past on like times where I just needed something quick before running out the door is I would get like a cup of like Greek yogurt one of the, just the, the regular just single cups and then I would have like a handful of nuts and like something like that it's usually what I would do you get your like some carbs fats protein maybe put a little bit of granola in the yogurt and like you don't need to go crazy with it yeah like, I mean that that's it. There's like, a lot of like bars too that you can get that are just super easy too if you're running out the door. Like obviously Whole Food is always like the best option, but if you're in a rush, just grabbing like keeping bars that you know are like just pretty like decent overall. Like they're not putting a bunch of like random sugars and stuff in it. Like I like to keep kind bars and stuff in my house or macro bars and stuff like that. And if I really need something, I'll just grab it and then go out the, out the door. Like you don't need to go crazy with getting like all these certain types of things with your breakfast. If you miss out on it, it's not the end of the world. And I think people end up taking that like way too seriously too. Yeah, well, I, you know, like like if you look at the meals, like difference of meal plans and stuff like that, some people are like, oh, you need to eat five or six times a day. And people are like, well, I can't eat five or six times a day. Well, you, you know, like I said, whatever works for you, but like if you look at the five to six times a day eating, like you're not taking in 400 to 600 calorie meals five yeah. to six times a day. Yeah. Well, you could be, but uh, depends on it is. But either way, the thing in the mat, the fact of the matter is, is if you just snack all day long and have a couple bites here and there, that that's the way you're grazing. You're grazing like an, like an animal. You're grazing the sense that you're feeding yourself enough and, and continue to keep that energy up, continue to feed the brain so it's functioning and firing with the body, with the fats, um, and just allowing you to continue on with whatever your task is if you're really busy by eating small meals. At the same time, if you're a person like for me, uh, I don't like to, I say it intermittent fast, but I don't like to consider it that because I don't do it on purpose. Mm -hmm. Like I don't set my hours, like my schedule and my, my, my lifestyle has dictated when I eat, mm -hmm. but it dictates it in a way that allows me to feel comfortable. Like yeah. some mornings, some, so I'll go months with eating breakfast, you know, a small breakfast in the morning. And then I'll go months with not eating breakfast, not eating until one or two o'clock in the afternoon and eating a larger portion 
eating a smaller dinner and then not having that and eating most of my food in a four hour window. Mm -hmm. Like my body, I kind of just listen to the way my body yeah. wants to eat in whatever way that is, is the way that it flows with and it changes. And, and yeah. it just, you have to realize that like your nutrition and your body is going to change just like relationships change in your life, right? Like you can have this great, wonderful relationship uh, with your significant other, and then one day they decide that it's over. Now you're in this thing like, oh my gosh, I'm, you're traumatized by the relationship. I'm not gonna be able to date again. No one's gonna love me. Um, this is perfect, right? Like we've all gone through <laughs> so, yeah, it. Yeah, I think it's a little extreme, but no, yeah. Not, but no, it's hitting the point. Yeah, the fact yeah, of that yeah, is, yeah, is I like, right, So we have that, and, and we do that same thing with yeah. food. We're like, yeah. oh my gosh, I have to track my macros for the rest mm -hmm. of my life because if I don't, this is gonna happen. And we go over the top with things, and that, that's yeah. what I'm trying trying to uh, explain. Is yeah, the fact yeah, yeah. of the matter whether it's relationship, whether it's finances, whether it's food, all these things in our life have ups and downs. Yeah. And we have to understand that sometimes in life we're gonna put extra body weight on. Mm -hmm. And then other days we're not gonna be putting body weight on because yeah. we're not eating because of stress in our life. Yeah. And we have to take that into account, adjust our eating to those times, mm -hmm. and then also just go back to those time frames where we're like, you know what, I do wanna feel a little bit better about myself, so let's start off with that nutrition and, and making those changes of whatever you need to do. Um, these, like I said, everything in life for our basic survival is made incredibly simple. Mm -hmm. But we as humans with so much technology and science and social media pictures yeah, of everyone having walking yeah, around yeah. with six and pack abs and everyone talking about macros, everyone and, talking about macros and marketing, promoting yeah. 30 pounds in 30 days and making diets sound like you only have to put in work for 30 days yeah. to get the body of your yeah. lifetime. When in reality, you're eating until the day you die. Yeah. And you need yeah. to get a hold of your habits you need to build that relationship with food and it doesn't matter if you're 70 years old or 16 years old mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is you're going to be doing this for your life yeah we need yeah. to take that time to address what's happening and start going off the fields and guess what you're gonna fuck up over and over again yeah yeah that is a part of it but every time you mess up you are taking a valuable lesson it's not a loss mm -hmm. Yeah, you I fall think, off a diet, yeah. guess what? You just learned that this diet may not be for you or that this does or doesn't work for you. You're gonna learn something. And the more we do that, the more lessons we learn, the more we build that intuitive relationship with food and we start eating as intended. Yeah, I think like, and I, I think too, it's just important to take into account too that I think macros are not meant to be a sustainable lifelong thing. Like people like no. need to understand that too. Macros are meant to help you short term to be able to help you reach a certain goal or like if you're doing bodybuilding, powerlifting, anything like that, if you're a competitor in a sport or if you're just looking to fine tune certain things, macros can be really important with just giving you valuable information, but they're not meant to be a lifelong thing. Macros are meant to help you be able to fine tune things or help you with a goal, like I said, but then you're meant to be able to take that information that you learned while tracking macros and be able to kind of lean off of that and take that into intuitive eating. So if you don't know how to eat intuitively and you're just relying on macros and that's the only way that you know how to eat, then you need to kind of address that and reflect on it and then maybe take a day or two, start with a couple days, one or two days during the week where you don't track and you just focus on intuitive eating. And in the beginning it might be kind of anxiety provoking because it's different and you're not used to not knowing what you're putting into your body, but I think, that's an important way to go about 
doing that in the beginning if you're someone that has been tracking macros. And if you're someone that hasn't been tracking macros and you just feel all over the place with your food, then start by just keeping a food journal. Don't go into tracking macros. Go and start just writing down on a piece of paper what you ate throughout the day, what times you ate, and that'll just be good information to see what your habits are. You need to be able to see what you're doing in order to make positive changes. If you don't know what you're doing and you're not aware of it, you're not gonna be able to make those changes. And then like you said, it's just when you mess up, it's a learning experience. I always tell my clients that too. When, when they say, well, like, oh, I ate really off this weekend and I ate too many cookies at this thing. I'm like, okay, like let it go, but take it as a learning experience. Why did you eat that way? Were you feeling anxiety about the food? Were you like upset that day? Did something bother you beforehand? Were you already feeling anxious? And kind of like reflect on that and figure out what the trigger was that made you overeat. And then think about how you could approach that situation differently going forward. And like I've done that a bunch of times when I was trying to really improve my relationship with food. I just noticed that there were certain situations or certain foods and stuff that would almost trigger certain thought patterns. And then that's when I would kind of mess up. And for a while, I would beat myself up about it and dwell on it for days. And then, but that never helps you actually get over it. It just makes you probably continue to engage in just negative behavior. So I think taking it as a learning experience and reflecting on it, that's going to help you be able to move forward and improve yourself going forward. Yeah, I mean, uh, to, to me, you know, and this is my own personal opinion, I'll throw this okay. out there. Um, if you wanna, if you wanna build that intuitive relationship with food, stop listening to all the information. Yeah. Stop listening to everything that's going on around you. There, there's a million people that are telling you what to do, how to do it, and not only that, we get sucked into this information overload where we want to start, but we feel like we need more information. So we yeah. keep on going down this rabbit hole, and we find more and more people on social media that are that are counteracting the information you just heard and then you're like nope I like this more I like this more and guess what you still haven't even started doing mm -hmm. any changes mm -hmm. so if we shut that information off you write down what you ate and and I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of writing down what you ate and, and tracking not the calories or the things like you talk about take a picture of your food that's even the easiest way yeah take yeah. a picture of everything that you eat because if I ask you Nadine what did you eat four days ago for lunchtime or as an afternoon snack. You're probably not gonna remember. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna miss the things that you're putting in your system. And if you take five days of taking a picture of everything you ate or writing down the time you ate it and then looking over the entire week, you could tell yourself, well, I probably didn't eat all that ice cream. Like if, you, if you're trying to lose weight, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. you can look back on it and be like, wow, I ate ice cream five days this mm -hmm. week. I could yeah. probably do it without a day. Mm -hmm. And then you can actually make your own adjustments to yeah. your own nutrition to improve your eating. Mm -hmm. You don't, and we always talk about this, like you don't need us guys. Like you don't need Nadine, you don't need yeah. me. Your yeah. movement is natural. You could just get out and move. You don't need, need a nutrition guidance because you could find it within yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, we are here to help you along the way, and we hope that you stay and, yeah, and, yeah. and ask for our help because yeah. that's what we love doing. Yeah. Um, but the goal in life is is that you don't need a coach to tell yeah. you what type of food you eat. You don't need a coach to tell you how to move. You can come here for the 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 culture. You can come here for the education. You can come here for all those things and helpful tips because we're, this is what we do for a living. But ultimately, having that picture journal or that written journal of knowing what you, you have, you know what is going to heal your body. You're gonna know what is 
more beneficial for your yeah. body and especially writing down how you feel after foods then you can kind of see what you you i don't want to say you should stay away from but i'm also saying if you feel like a certain food makes you bloat a little bit yeah, more yeah. well maybe you and should just drink just just eat more really eat it. less yeah. of it or, or yeah. probably like uh, avoid it as much as possible and i'd yeah. say shut it off but especially yeah. if it's something you enjoy but less of it, you know like i love cantaloupe but my yeah. throat turns into this like closure I don't want to eat it but at the same yeah. time do I still do every once in a while yeah. yeah so taking that time to do those things you guys can teach the self your stuff it's very very simple mm -hmm. but at the same time um, we all just need sometimes that little slap on the you know I'm not slap but I would say a little, little help push on the back yeah, to yeah. help us get going and yeah. and that's what we're there for so um, as always Nadine is here with tons of nutrition information if you guys want to sit down and book a nutrition uh what is it consult yeah our nutrition consult <laughs> uh with her sit down for 15 minutes you can at the same time if you want to sit down with her an hour and talk a little bit more in depth or a half hour uh with her a little bit more in depth on nutrition feel free to i'm always available as well too um but reach out to us let us know hopefully that'll help you guys out just understand like we're not for we're not against food tracking it all has its purpose there's just a lot more variables to understand in the situation than going off of this food tracking is the best this diet is the best listen to your body like nadine always talks about it's all about intuitive eating and building good habits mm -hmm. you got anything nadine i know i think that's it awesome <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week trump